Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, actually. Yeah, lots of change is coming our way, mm, isn't it, again? Isn't there? Boris is announcing his roadmap and what that looks like. So, Law, let me ask you a question. How ready are you for change? <laughs> about a stone and a half away, Debs. <laughs> That's probably what I'd say. I, I don't know about anyone else, but you kind of hear about change, you think, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? What still fits? And uh, I know that seems like a really kind of small thing to think about, but it's amazing how it sends your brain into a bit of a flurry when all all you wanted is change, but then you know change is happening and then it kind of, oh, a little bit like, you know the Muppets with the the, the Swedish chef, hurdy-gurdy, hurdy-gurdy? Yes. Hurdy-gurdy. It, it just seems like everyone is so busy at the moment that I'm kind of getting more and more frantic, you know, trying to keep everything together as all these kind of, you know, chickens are flying around. So I'm feeling a bit like a Muppets chef. Am I alone, Debs, or... Or is, is, is this the vibe you're picking up? <laughs> you're definitely not alone, Law, at all. You're definitely not alone. Um, I think, yeah, loads of people... There's a, there's quite a bit of optimism in the calls that I've had this week so far. There's been this light at the end of the tunnel type thing that says, oh, maybe we are going to get out. And, you know, I've had the messages coming through about getting ready um, and making sure that, you know, people are in their best place to be able to be ready for the changes that are coming. So, yeah, there's been optimism and there's also been a little bit yes, but going on with some people. Um, And a lot of people are also thinking it will all be great if others just did the right thing uh, and just embraced it. And, you know, because everybody wants to come out of it. And I think, you know, the weather's helped this week and, you know, people are posting lovely pictures of daffodils and snowdrops and crocuses and it just feels like there's a different energy going around at the moment. Yeah, and of course nature works in seasons, doesn't it? I mean, otherwise everything gets too arid or too frozen and I think there's something really amazing about how nature kind of shows us the passage of time, doesn't it? In terms of sort of life around us evolving. I mean, whether it's it's such an extraordinary time to be working in learning and development now and as, as, a, as a coach. And I guess, although there is a bit of a one-off in terms of a prime minister coming out saying, yes, you're able to do such and such in a certain amount of time, um, could it be that actually being able to handle lots of change, um, still with unpredictable circumstances and, and lots of variation, is going to be useful for the decade ahead? Because I can't see it getting more calm for a couple of years, really. I think we're going to be sort of, um, you know, having to deal with the ripples of change. And how do we deal with that, as you said, with optimism? Um, because I guess it's not about pretending everything's all right when it's not, but it makes it doubly exhausting if it's full of dread, fear, worry, anxiety, Um, because you've got to handle that change anyway, because you're here. But do you kind of, you know, make it more tough for yourself or do you do what you can to make it easy for yourself and for those around you? And I think there's a, there's, that's a really good point because, you know, change and time are the only constants. You know, there's always going to be change. As you said, nature just shows us that beautifully. And time, you know, you're not going to have 25 hours in a day, one week and not the next. It, you know, they're the two constants in our life. And I think it's a little bit about how do we approach that and how do we deal with that and embrace the change. Um, and you're right, we all have a choice. You know, we can choose to accept it or not. You know, we can choose to do something about it or not. Either of those are still making a decision. So, you know, being able to sort of get out of your, if you like, a bit out of your comfort zone. And there may be some fear 
around what's coming and the changes that are happening. You know, you might be finding some excuses to, you know, not do what you need to do to get ready uh, and plan as much as you can you know, within reason. Um, and therefore, you know, you might also be listening to other people's opinions about what's going on at the moment. And, you know, that might have a knock-on effect to your own levels of self-confidence. Like, you know, am I even ready to go back? What am I going to wear? You know, that's just you know, very superficial. But am I ready to go back into an office that I haven't been in since March of last year? And what is going to be the change in those areas as well? So there's lots of questions, I suppose, also floating around, you know, in people's in people's minds at the moment. Um, and it's how do we as, you know, managers, leaders, or, you know, at home with our, you know, people that we're with is to just create some clarity uh, and some understanding and a little bit of, you know, how can we move forward through this together one step at a time rather than racing ahead to March of 2022? You know, let's just get through this this week, this month, this day um, so that we can you know be our, still be at our best. Um, so we're not living in that fear zone. We're sort of moving in um, to the growth zone. I mean, whenever you talked about that, um, the kind of the, um, visuals, I'm visualising that slide that you've got that's just so cool because it allows you to sort of see, you've got the green zone in the middle that's your comfort zone. What is it then? The, the amber zone? Then you've got that is... the stretch zone, which is where the magic happens because that's where the learning takes place. Um, and then on the outside, you've got that, you know, the oh crap zone or the panic zone as it gets called, um, which is where we don't want to be because then that shuts us down and we've, you know, we don't move forward. We, we're just like, like rabbits in the headlight, if you like, that we cannot make a decision in that moment. And it's recognising, I suppose, how you might be moving towards the panic zone and going a bit crazy because you're listening to so much other stuff rather than just listening to yourself and what's important to you um, so that we can move into that stretch zone, which, as you say, enables us to just have a, a bit of an open mind. Um, it enables us to sort of maybe... Um, deal with challenges more effectively, look at problems more efficiently, um, work out how we're going to overcome some of the things that might be flowing around in our minds at the moment. Um, so we have a very realistic and practical approach to it. Um, and then obviously we're learning all the time. You know, if we have an open mind to that, we can learn how we can be better and and go with that flow sometimes. I think, um, I don't know if you've picked this up from sort of uh, conversations, but I'm, I'm certainly getting the vibe and it's, it's maybe it's biased because that's how I'm sort of feeling as well. There is something strangely comforting about being in this kind of ooh, challenge of being in a lockdown or, you know, times that are unprecedented because I, I found it actually quite curiously liberating watching all this madness happen externally. And you sort of think, oh, well, if, if, if amongst all of that, you're still able to do something, then you kind of get double points. And maybe at the back of my mind and maybe others is, oh gosh, so when things shift into some kind of business as usual, that's when everything has to be perfect again, you know, and, and actually we need to know exactly what we're doing. You know, there's no kind of excuse potentially, but actually, um, you know, like, like in any kind of change, um, you know, it's got me thinking about, you know, you've been on a long journey on a cruise or something or on a boat and you've kind of taken a bit of time to get your sea legs. So you stop feeling queasy and you stop feeling ill and you kind of get your sea legs. And then it's like 11 months later, it's kind of like back on land. And you think, God, I can't remember to walk anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm wobbling. I'm sort of feeling all kind of wobbly. I need to get my land legs back again. Or that might be your train legs or your driving legs or whatever that kind of method of travelling is. Because, um, yeah, it's kind of getting that back. So I guess what would you do if this was a metaphor of getting your land legs? You'd need to hold on to the railings 
And you need to stay close to people. Absolutely. (laughs) And just talk about what's going on for you at the moment, because you'll find somebody that you can connect with that understands. And I think, you know, that's where empathy comes into it. I think that, you know, if you can understand what's going on for you and then maybe put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand what might be going on for them and their circumstances, you know, you can certainly have something that you can help each other with as well. So you're right, holding on to the railings, but also, you know, having a chat and connecting with other people that may be feeling the same as you um, because you're definitely not alone. Yeah, as we disembark together. I mean, that, I, can, we, yeah. I can see that as this kind of, you know, <laughs> image of us all a little bit wobbling, a little bit of what happened there then, you know, yeah. <laughs> blinking into the sunlight again. Um, do you know, I mean, the thing is, again, what makes this such an extraordinary time to be looking at these types of things and how to thrive in, in the evolving world of work because it's become so blended now. And in fact, there might be many people listening for whom they are, they've got a feeling they're going to be permanently kind of based remotely, let's say, or there's going to be a sort of a shift in, in the location. And I think um, what what sort of spring into mind a bit uh, is about how we need to keep adult and responsible in this. Um, and, uh, you know, I know you and I have had, uh, along with our, um, our amazing friends, have had some fabulous sessions we've run about the whole transactional analysis, parent, adult, child, your different kind of ego state you might have. And if basically we've been told to do this and don't do that, and potentially we've been spoken to like children for the last couple of, you know, months, being given all of these kind of do's and don'ts, then, um, you know, it's very, uh, it, it takes quite a bit of mental energy to review that authority power, whether it be a government or a board or, you know, head of a family or whatever it might be, to then kind of kick your power so that then actually when you do get a little bit of freedom, you're you're not in a learned helplessness state and just thinking, well, I don't know what to do because I've forgotten how to think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, uh, what can we actually do? Yeah, watch okay. TV? Oh, okay. You know, if, if, if you're not careful, we'll still be watching TV on a Saturday afternoon in 10 years' time, even though actually we're able to go out and do lots of stuff. So, What's your take on maybe that idea of empowerment and keeping adult and, you know, what, what have you picked up in your coaching conversations recently about that? Yeah, it's it's that's so important to um, recognise again if, you know, you should say going into free child even, like we're letting out, yeah, let's do a runner and run around like lunatics and like children in a playground, but actually does that help us? So it's recognising when you may be um, moving in towards that or you've got hooked, as we call it, into that childlike state. And then just thinking about, is this helping me right now? You know, is this helping me with the change that I need to to do or see? And if it isn't, then moving it up into adult, if you like, coming back to, so what can I do? What am I in control of? You know, what can I take control of and take charge of in this moment that enables me to get some order and some um, semblance of order, I suppose, back in my life? And it's the opposite as well. You know, suddenly we want to keep control and keep the command, which is the parental state, if you like. It's again, you know, what are we doing? Are we being really rigid in that moment? Um, and we're not accepting what that change is happening around us. So we don't want to let go of it. You know, so we might have to sort of shift back into adult mode to go, OK, well, I can, you know, let go of that stuff to let new stuff come in. And and I think that's if we can help people understand, you know, how we have a choice you know, we can stay crazy, we can stay rigid, or we can just go with that ease and the flow and come, you know, come back. So if you like the ebb and flow of the tide, really, um, with some optimism and energy that enables us to keep adult in that moment um, so that we, you know, we can adjust um, to the changes that are happening and what's around us in a, in a way that's helpful uh, and not a hindrance to us. I mean, in fact... 
that's where the three A's tool would work beautifully in this scenario, yes, isn't it? So it's absolutely. actually, what are some conversations that are going around in circles that are, all they're doing is winding me up, not taking me forward, and I just need to avoid. That's the first A. Um, and there's loads of those, I think, where we've got a choice. Do I keep stepping into this conversation and talking, oh, I know, isn't it a nightmare? Or do I kind of say, well, you know, and a bit more of a philosophical take on it. So are there some conversations that actually I can actively work to avoid because I just don't think they're going to help me progress. They're going to keep me stuck in the in this kind of um, helpless thing as we, we're dealing around around change. The second A is alter. So is there something I need to do to alter my perception or alter the flow of that conversation and that adult bit? So I guess that's taking accountability and responsibility for, you know, as, as, a, as a fully grown adult, what actually am I in charge of in this change? <gasps> Love that phrase. I'm going to have that. What am I in charge of You're through welcome. this change? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like you're a coach, Debs. Um, and oh, then, I would I've, never know. <laughs> and then I, um, I'll just, I'll just dish out the handouts. <laughs> A bit more I know. Than that, she, she could not do without me. Um, and then I think the third, the third day. What is it? It's then accept. What do I just need to get over and just accept? Sometimes things don't go the way exactly you wanted to. And you won't know until upon reflection whether that might have actually been the best outcome anyway. It's just sometimes in the heat of the moment, we can really rev ourselves up. So actually, that three A's tool could be... That could be perfect for now, isn't it? We've had lots of change and lots of chatter going on at the moment. And in that then, over this next couple of weeks, months, what might be useful for me to avoid? What might I need to alter my perception? And what actually might I just need to accept so I can focus my attention and energy on something more productive? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, it's that bit that says, you know, everything comes to an end in some form of another. So, you know, if I can if I can actually acknowledge that that end is there and then ready to, to bring on the new, the new beginning, because we move through from you know end the endings phase into a bit of a neutral zone and then it's for focusing on what those new beginnings could look like um, so that we can adjust in our own mind what's going on for us and we can seamlessly if you like sail those waters um, you know as we get back off the boat but back on land um, and journey through wherever we want to go that enables us to you know be our best again and embrace the change that's happening rather than you know run away from it or just stay rigid with it or just don't know what to do with it. Um, and I think that's that bit around, you know, making sure that you you are talking, I think, and connecting with people and understanding where they're coming from, where you're coming from. So you can start to establish, you know, what what is my plan? You know, what do I need to do? And you talk, you know, really beautifully about, you know, how do we plan this? Oh, I can see it now. I've, I've been on a transatlantic flight, lying there with, in my pyjama bottoms, watching loads of videos back to back, eating and drinking everything that's been got to me. And then suddenly you hear, we've got 30 minutes till landing. And that's when you go, ah! right what do I need to do to get ready and that's when you sort of sort yourself out and you put the tray back up and I think that's the equivalent now we've got a couple of months to kind of or a couple of weeks or whatever the change uh, you know that's ahead you've got a couple of weeks basically to sort sort yourself out and get into mode and you know part of the flight and the way of handling the flight especially if you're a bit of a nervous flyer or doing exactly what you might have been doing which is just lounging around and you know being in a bit of a bubble and that's fine that's the way sort of through it but we now know we've got a landing slot so this plane is landing so 
what does that then mean in terms of us getting ourselves in order? So you're not all stressed out and suddenly everyone jumps up and wants to disembark, you know. (laughs) You just need to get your, you need to collect yourself. That's that's maybe the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, all the four cornerstones that make us human. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's really important. And have something to look forward to, you know. If it's, you know, you're going back into the office and you're having a brand new desk, um, it's being able to know that you can, you know, you can focus on that. And that's a good thing. That's like the symbolic beginning even of, you know, um, we're ready, we're moving forward, we're changing. And and this is it. This is my space now. Yeah, right. Nice. Do you know what? I think I'm going to chuck my slippers away. Go on. Get some heels back. Oh, <laughs> That's my symbolic that. gesture, I think. That's your symbolic um, and, gesture. <laughs> and you know I like uh, things in three. So I think planning backwards. So T yes. minus 10 or whatever that thing is. So where, where's the date where the change is going to actually hit, you know, the rubber hits the road? When's the actual date happening? Track back and then you feel nice in control, in charge of that change. Even if the actual change itself is way out of your kind of ability to influence it in terms of what that means onward, take charge of change. Start stretching now. I love that bit about the comfort zone and um, I guess that energy about I could either spend the next X amount of weeks thinking, oh, what if this goes wrong? Or maybe I could keep asking myself the question, what if it goes right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's always that question to ask you. And I think that's, that's the power of it. We can flip our thinking, um, in relation to that. You know, we don't always have to think about that. Um, you know, the, the, the doom and the gloom around it. It's about, well, what would be the light and the brightness that it could bring as well? So oh, thinking about nice. it from there. <laughs> right. Dave, come on then. Give us a call to action. So here we are getting ready for change, whether it's now here in, you know, February, March 2021, or whether this is at the end of the decade, 2029, getting your head around change and being able to keep, um, uh, you know, on top of that and getting ready for it is likely to be an evergreen lifelong skill for us and our kids and all those around us so give us a call to action getting ready for change what would you say so getting ready for change i would absolutely sit down and just think about what what is it you want to achieve what do you want the rest of this year to be about for you so as you said you know thinking about you know what would be my new goals that i'm going to set you know that's going to enable me to to move through the change what might i do differently than what i was doing before that's going to if you like help me move forward and find some sense of purpose in my life and what i'm doing so that you know you're you're moving if you like into the growth zone and of you know learning and acquiring something new and shiny that you can look forward to with optimism and you know making it making it yours i think as well is really important <sighs> New and shiny. Does this mean I can buy myself a new purse? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I might get to use a purse again. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't even know where mine is. And it's like, I've looked for it the other day and I think, oh, I know where it is now. It's still in my bag that I Uh, left back in March. (laughs) Yeah, although that is danger. Because remember the last time I was there, when I was going through a symbolic moment in my life and you said, come on, let's go into the mulberry shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There was a time this year, James, I thought I might have to hawk that bag on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was a symbolic gesture, it, though, oh, right? A new beginning. So. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, never has my heart had palpitations at a till. <laughs> Debs, are you sure I should be getting this? Yes, it's a symbolic gesture. Okay. I can pass it down to her in the will. Right, that's Exactly. (laughs) That's it. It's a legacy. It's a piece that will last forever. (laughs) Exactly. Getting ready for change. That's it. No spare change, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. So, Law, let me ask you a question. Are you ready Mm. for change? Do you know what, Debs? 
following this um, little session with you, I think I'm born ready. Come on. Yes, fired up, ready to on. go. Getting ready for change. <laughs> I'm going to take charge of change. That is my mantra for this week. Take charge of change. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Over to you. And with that in mind, Debs, next week, let's talk about communicating change well. So whether you're giving or receiving communication around change, making it land well, receiving it well, I think that's what we cover next week. Yeah, that's a good shout, Laura. Looking forward to it as well. See you then. I'll see you, Debs. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach.com.